0: You're about to listen to a message from the Life Point Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart.
1: All right, let's do this. Okay, so today, uh, last Sunday when I, thank you, thank you, follow me, thank you, man. Last Sunday when I left, uh, when I left here, I said, oh, I was going to teach on a message called A Case for Marriage. Um, and... However, I'd hinted how that there was a conversation in my heart already uh, about sex, okay? Um, and, um, and so I think during the week, I think it was Tuesday, I thought, oh, look, you know, I was going to start planning for the week, and I might as well um, write out the notes on, you know, on sex, the thoughts I had already. Um, and I you sure you want to play the keyboard on this message? I gave you fair warning. no, it's okay. I'm just asking you if you want to play the keyboard on this message. okay, um, and then I was writing the notes and held, written the notes out, and I started to pray, and then I got the impression to teach the message on sex this Sunday, and you know I, I struggled with it for a while because for various reasons, um, but I think once I realized, look, I'm just practically a messenger. Uh, so i stuck with it okay and so um i'm not quite sure who it is that has prayed this message forward i have my suspicions <laughs> and i won't mention any more names but um but let's do this let's read out of oh please tell the person next to you we're talking about sex today yes yeah uh-huh. Um, if it's your first time at Life Point, there might be times in the message I will say to say something to the person next to you. Uh, yes, just so you are not caught by too much surprise. Okay? Genesis chapter 19, verses 2 to 9. Sex is such a powerful thing. That even the choir had to wear robes. <laughs> today. So I start in the Old Testament for this one. Okay. Um, Genesis 19, I read from verse 2, and Lot, uh, Abraham's cause nephew. And he said, Hear now, my lords, please turn in to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet, that you may rise early and go on your way. And they said, no, we will spend the night in the open square. <laughs> but he insisted strongly. And so they turned in and entered his house. Absolute strangers show up in Sodom. And Lot says, uh, you know, conversation with them. And, says, and they say, we're going to spend the night in the open square. Lot says, oh, no, you don't want to do that. When I read this part of the scripture, some, you know, time back. I always thought he was just being cautious and nice. But when we read further, we begin to understand why he doesn't want them to sleep in the open square. Okay? And, and then he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. Now before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. And they called to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. So Lot went out to them through the doorway, shut the door behind him and said, Please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. See now, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please, let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. And they said, "Stand back." <laughs> uh, and, this, and and they, then they said, "This one, uh, this one came in to stay here and is acting as a judge. Now we will deal with you worse. We will deal worse with you than with them." So they pressed hard against the man Lot and came near to break the door. We read further in the scripture. These two gentlemen were actually angels from the presence of God. They would draw Lot back into the house. And the Bible would say they would, blind, would cause blindness to come upon the crowd. And then the next day they pull Lot and his, his children, his family, the ones that agreed to go, he pull, they pull them out. And then God destroys the city. Uh, so sometimes when we talk about sex, we tend to think that our generation invented sex. I, I know the way it does you in your body sometimes. You actually forget that your parents had sex to have you <laughs> because you just think it's all original, the way you feel, you know, and you know so when you know beyonce is singing, you were singing along, you think it's just you and. You you are the only ones who understand what's going on. What can your father understand about sex? Uh, Tell the person next to you (laughs) you are proof (laughs) that your parents had sex. Uh, (laughs) Yes, Ogo, your parents, the elders. had five children. <laughs> is it five or six? Five children. Yes. <laughs> Noah refused for these angels to sleep. He said, if you go, if you sleep, because this is what happened when they're sleeping. They're sleeping in Noah's house, or in Lot's house. So imagine if they had slept in the open square. It was that bad. The, the depth of debauchery was unimaginable, you know. So they were essentially tracking every potential sexual target that came into the city. They said, we hear there's fresh meat in your house. Bring her. So they said, all the men, old and new, it was a collective movement. It wasn't one random cult, it wasn't two gentlemen, no. It was a common understanding of how the city operated. And it takes God's mercy to get Noah and some of his family out of there. He goes to two other gentlemen, I think one of the guys, son-in-law, son-in-law, what are you talking about? This is is how it happens. And sometimes we do not understand how our culture and the sexualization of our culture affects the way we think and the way we behave. We don't. We don't. Uh, And so, you know, Noah, I mean, they're going, it's interesting, Noah's wife, yeah, I'm not sure what Noah did to me, but Lot's wife, yeah, just checking that you guys are following, yes, go ahead. (laughs) So Lot's wife looks back, the angel said, don't look back, but she she knows there is something about Sodom, (laughs) it's a happening town, and she looks back, pillar of salt immediately, Noah's daughters, and this is interesting for me, because as you read further, Lot's daughters, yeah, I'm with you. Lot's daughters get to a place with Lot. A couple of, you know, time passes, and they (laughs) they do what is the unimaginable. They they say, look, if we continue like this, we're not going to have children. So what do they do? They give alcohol to their father on successive nights, make him drunk, sleep with him, and become pregnant. How powerful living in a culture predisposes you to think, to talk, and to behave in a certain way. The children they have, the names Moab and Ammon. And so when you read of the Moabites in scripture, forever tormenting the people of Israel, this is where it comes from. Can you imagine what kind of music... They were listening to in Sodom. What were the comedians? What were, they, what were they singing in Sodom? What when they came to? What kind of parties were they having on Friday night? When they say let's turn up on Friday? When they went to a club on Friday? You just driving through Sodom on Friday. What did you see? Uh, help me ask you, but have you been to Sodom? Uh, have you been? <laughs> Because sometimes you do not understand how powerful the culture that you live in is and how much it affects the way you think, the way you talk, and the way you act. I, I mean, and I say this very respect. Sometimes I see some people dancing and I'm like, I know we're having fun, but do you how much of, do you realize that this dance you are doing, if we stepped back and told you what it was, was simply an approximation of sexual movement? And, and you know, there, there is, I mean, I mean, brothers, you know, relax. That is a way you can see some people dancing. Some, and you know that what it calls in you is not an anointing, it's not... Any witnesses? Sam. (laughs) It's not worship. I see some of you trying to control yourself during praise and worship because then you remember that this is not the club, so you control the dance step. But your culture has such an impact on your thoughts, on your words, on your behavior. (laughs) And Sodom, you know, it's not very far away. It's not very far away. Every human being that you see is proof of the power and the frequency of sex. They say there are billions of people on the earth. That's how much sex is a part of our lives. When you put on your radio, it's, I mean, if you're driving out from church, even on Sunday morning sometimes, you'd be amazed at what's coming out. And the fact is, the fact that you are used to it, the fact that that is what we all do doesn't change what it is. Let's 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 talk about sex. I was preparing yesterday, talking to some of the ministers and pastors. Uh, and just talking about how the service will go. And then one of them said, Pia, I know the song we should sing in service. <laughs> and he says... Um, <laughs> She's saying song. let's talk about sex. And that's Pastor Folusia, just in case you guys want to know who that is. Yeah? Help me tell your neighbor, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Because God, people are afraid. Tell your neighbor, let's talk about sex. Yeah. Yep. Because God invited sex. JR is just telling his wife very boldly, like, let's talk about sex. Your other neighbor, JR, your other neighbor. (laughs) But when God creates sex, once we understand what the purpose is, hopefully it begins to prevent abuse and it begins to help us shape how we relate to our culture. Because we didn't create, not all of us are very powerful when it comes to creating culture. So a lot of us are on the receiving end. A lot of us are on the receiving end. Sex is a tool, not an end. Sex is not the reason why we are alive. I will say this a couple of times in this message. I know how your body does. Scripture says we do not have a high priest who is not untouched. Right? So I know how you feel that sometimes. If the truth be told, even your worship, follow be worship leader, right? Yeah, who you think? Oh my good, look how he sings, him and the angels. This is a, this is how they sing in heaven. People will soon see. Give him time. I'm telling you, give him time. When he brings his child for baby dedication, that child. And I'm being serious. I'm being serious, guys. That child was not by, by, was a product of worship music. <laughs> but sex is not why we are alive. Because sometimes we can get it confused and think that that is what life is about. Because when you put on the radio, and the way, if you were an alien, just showed up on Earth, never been here before, you might be tempted to think that this is one of the purposes of human existence. The way we talk about it, the frequency with which we talk about it. And so, we'll read through scripture shortly. But we come to see, in know, 1 Corinthians 6, 12, 13, 6, verse 12 to 13, says, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought Under the power of any. Foods for the stomach and the stomach for food. But God will destroy both it and them. He says, now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And so we say, look, you must come to the place where you have a healthy, respectful perspective of what sex is. And that you do not, so you, you say this is sex, this is what it is for, and we use it for that purpose. Uh, you must come to the place where you are not under the control of your sexual orgies and desires. You are not enslaved by them. Uh, and so we, we employ sex. We are not slaves to sex. We are not slaves to sex. Help me tell the person next to you, you are not a slave to sex. You are not a slave to sex. Yeah, you are not. Because one of the things that, again, our culture is beginning to sell to us is that, look, we are helpless when it comes to this discussion. We are totally helpless. And, And I know that sometimes when you see Cynthia, your heart begins to beat as if they're controlling it from somewhere else. Yeah. You're, you're just you're, you're sweating, you're, you can't speak straight anymore. I, I know, Pam, that when he hugs you sometimes, you cannot speak in tongues anymore. you, 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 feel, you feel differently, we know. But, but I have said this. I said with food, for example, Paul references this in First Corinthians. Now, uh, when the sole purpose of food becomes just pleasure, you will end up in problems, right? When I just eat because I want, I like the way it tastes, and I eat everything and anything, you will end up with problems. And so, as it is with food, it's the same with sex that it is not primarily for pleasure. It's not. It's not. I mean, uh, I think it was last year I was explaining how that. The fact that pleasure is tied to it does not mean that it's a problem. As, as, as I say, just imagine uh, if if sex was not pleasurable, but it was for procreation. Imagine it was painful. Right, so the man, the guys at work, he says, ah, oh, Femi, ah, oh, my wife called me, we're going to have a baby. Ah, oh, the guys at guys, ah, oh, sorry, oh, it's really bad, ah, huh? Say so what happens? Yeah, family the wife called me, we want to have a baby. Ah, it's painful. Ah, the last one was terrible for me. It was really bad. The earth will be scanty. <laughs> scanty. What is sexual purity? I don't want to, I'm not having sex at all. Once a year. <laughs> but God puts pleasure attached to it so that we can approach the purpose excitedly. Sex is for building intimacy. It's for building intimacy. When you read 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul begins to talk about the fact that there is a joining that happens. There is something sacred about sex. It's for building intimacy. We say, look up, when you're building intimacy, you you must then say, I, I I suspect the right place to have sexual encounters are with people who you seek to become intimate with. We'll talk about casual sex or what very very quickly. And and so if I'm not licensed by marriage, okay? Or I'm and in that context trying to build intimacy, I do not yet have any business according to God's word having sex. In fact, when you talk to married people, and some married people here, one of the first things that degenerates in a marriage relationship when there is intense conflict is sex. And and if you're married here, one of the things we you know we you go when you come for counselling, when they're going up and they're talking, 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 and then say, when was the last time you slept with your husband? Sometimes you hear two months then you know there's a problem. And some single person can't imagine married, won't have sex for two months. (laughs) It happens. Sometimes you hear one year. Sometimes two years. Because one of the things that God has placed within their reach to stay together and build intimacy has been disrupted. Now, when you are single the expectation is when we ask you when was the last time you had sex, right? We should hear acceptable answers, never. A long time ago, (laughs) tell the person next to you, open your ears and listen today. (laughs) Tell them to write notes. Tell them, I'm watching you. Your destiny depends on this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sex is for procreation, having children. Having children. So I mean, the fact that Ogo has how many kids? You got two kids. She's got two kids, Pastor Ogo, is proof that she's been having some sex, you know, in the past. Yeah, and I'm happy for you, ma. Now come here and be speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> um, sex produces children, so sometimes we say, because sometimes when they are singing on TV about "Ah, oh, I want to hold your body, your body," <laughs> you don't remember that this is how children come. <laughs> no, you you don't, because all the point is just, oh, in the midnight hour, you and I, you and I, you and. I. You are singing. You are singing with them. Have you heard how much baby food is in the market? School fees. Thank you, Femi. We just finished paying school fees. Tell somebody next to you. Sex produces children, though. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think there's somebody who's been tempting God. Uh, and sometimes, as funny as it sounds. Pregnancy out of marriage can change the trajectory of someone's life in an interesting way. I, I, it it can. So, what is this sex we're talking about? Um, because one of the phrases that I hear a little, don't forget, we're coming back culture uh, what, is. Uh, So we've done everything but sex. So straight up, i just help you. Sex is not penetration. It's not when there has been penetration, then there's been sex. Silence. (laughs) I never wrote it on the slides. Because when you say we have done everything else but sex, typically what you are saying is that we have had sex in every other form but penetrative sex. God, who invited me to this service? Is this guy born again? Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 27, 28, you have heard it that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his mind. Because sex starts long before penetration happens. The people here who, uh, who are on different parts, and, and I, I tell you what the prayers are very very quickly. I'll, I'll tell you, but uh, we're on different parts. Some of us are virgins. And the truth is, you must hold on to it and and trust God to see you all the way. Some of us are technically virgins. Some of us have come down a path already. Jesus says that (laughs) what happens in your heart, what happens in your mind, Right is it says it's even more important than what's happening on the outside. And, and so we've we've typically have this rule based approach to sexual purity. Some people come to me, hey Pierre, ah, Nat what's your where's she? Your Nat has this really stunning girlfriend and they both they both come to church late every Sunday just so they can strut in and and make people jealous. And I know it's you that cause has to come late. But you know. So people come, uh, not come, I'm, I'm, I'm just going out with this lovely girl now, I'm born again, I'm not going to have sex. He said, but how far can we go? As pastor, I take offense, because I'm like, why you want to put me under that kind of pressure to now start telling you, okay, you say, can we hold hands? Uh, yes, you can hold hands. Can we hug? Uh, yes. Kissing <laughs> uncle. What do you my kissing? Say a light kiss. Oh, light kiss, okay. Say, what French kiss? What is the French kiss? Say, ah, P.I. with tongue. Ah. That's tricky. Can we take off clothes? You didn't shout ah for French kiss. <laughs> hey. We'll draw charts for you people now. <laughs> you see, this is your heart is coming out. It's just hold on. You know? But we are used to the rule-based approach. Some people say you can kiss. No, your kissing is okay. Kiss but no fondling. Eh. You say, you can make out. They say, what is making out? Ah, You don't know making out. They said, what is making out? I, they don't make out in Benino. They <laughs> say, you can do first base, or the second base. Of course, that one, we're all confused. We don't know what that is. It's all a rule. So they say, you can touch the ear. You can touch the ear. You can not go ear, They say, you can touch ear. You know? I remember a gentleman in this church <laughs> it's quiet, all of you will stand up very soon. <laughs> so, you know, uh, gentleman in this chat, I don't know that they are sticking to him and his girlfriend. I just, for some reason I said, how are you guys doing that? At the point I just said, look, I, I think you guys should take a break and, and no kissing for till the marriage. <gasps> I think I, it was as if I took air from him. And his girlfriend was so happy. Guys, guys, I believe, and I wrote it in my notes, I'm not just talking, that God is calling a set of men who will lead in sexual purity. Because the the picture we are painting is that we are the ones that are pursuing these sisters to sin. Hold on, but it is the same spirit of God that they carry, that we carry. So, Help me look at the brother next to you. Tell them real men wait. I know they didn't hear you. Tell the man real men wait. Tell him to zip up, belt up. What is all this pressure you are putting people under? I'm telling you the truth. It's getting so bad, and I hear that when women now meet a guy who doesn't put them under pressure, they are worried whether he's he's gay. Yes, so you have to tell her, "I'm not gay. I'm all right. I'm all right, but I cannot show you that I'm all right yet." This message is going to be longer. <laughs> Rule based, can we touch here? Can we hug like this? Uh, can we hug like the other hug like this? Can we take off shirts? Take off shirts that what? Oh God. You don't know you're in war. When people go to war, they wear plenty, plenty clothes, right? Plenty clothes. They now put bulletproof under. You're going out on a date. If they touch the one that you're wearing, everything is finished. No! Wear t shirt, wear jacket. Overall, if mat, then underneath wear uh, uh, tights, belt, wrapper, whatever it is. So if there's a moment of madness, if anything comes up, there's still like three layers. You're okay. I say are going for a date, I'm just shaking my head. No, come back now. I need to preach this message. So rule, rule base is saying, oh, you know, can we do this? You know, what, what can we hold? You can hold only one finger. You can only kiss once a year on birthday and Valentine, twice a year. But, but Jesus says, can we move back? He says, this was a the thing of old. Can we move back to a place where sexual purity begins first in the mind before it extends to actions and to the things that you can do and not do? Because the culture in Sodom says, oh boy, anything goes anything goes. We are crazy. Anything. Once we feel it, we do it. That's the culture in Sodom. Old men, young men. Can you imagine? It's like somebody enters Leki or your area. And we just all gather. Samuel! Samuel! There are two boys that came with you. Your are Bring them out. <laughs> the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, I think it's the second verse, that there is the spirit that is at walk in the children of disobedience. This is the prince of the power of the air. And sometimes we do not understand how much the culture has seeped in. And even affects us as Christians. Let me tell someone. Sexual purity. Uh, you have to say it like a church. Sexual purity uh, starts in your heart and then in your body. Sexual purity is a goal. It's a real goal. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 18. In the Amplified, it says, Run away from sexual immorality in any form, whether thoughts or behavior, whether visual or written. It says, Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the one who is sexually immoral sins against his own body. I like that extra paragraph, in any form, whether thoughts or behavior, whether visual or written. Because, and and for me, guys, we we had this discussion about masturbation, I think it was last year. That is sometimes the challenge, it's one of the big challenges with masturbation. Because then the, you slept with a thousand people without touching them. In First Corinthians chapter 6, we go down to well, verse 16. Uh, I like to read that in the message translation. It says, there is more to sex than mere skin on skin. It says sex is as much spiritual mystery as physical fact. As written in scripture, the two become one. Since we want to become spiritually one with the master, we must not pursue the kind of sex that avoids commitment and intimacy, leaving us more lonely than ever. The kind of sex that can never become one. I'll tell you one of the reasons why sexual purity and this... Anticultural behavior and commitment is necessary. It's, as a single person, it's uh, an investment into your future sexual fulfillment and peace of mind. It's an investment because, you know, you read, I think it's in Solomon, it says to drink from your own systems, from your own wells. The things which make and help sexual fulfillment in a marriage, trust me, is not experience. It's not experience. It's not experience. Because the people you, you sleep with one person, and sometimes they totally different experience from sleeping with somebody else. It's things like love, it's things like selflessness, like sacrifice, and focus focus it, it's amazing how sometimes we expose ourselves and I come talk this a little bit in so many different ways that we are building up mental catalogs mental catalogs that when we are tr- then approaching the marriage bed we are bringing extra luggage So I know you're showing up, and now married to Amaka. But you're bringing Falake with you. Oh yes, and there is Jane, and Janet. There is all sorts of. I mean, and and that for me sometimes you know a lot of people look you know, do we understand because so what it is that you are sleeping with one person, but in your hearts. There is a parent. And so for someone who's planning to get married, and even someone who is married, sexual purity is not just about it's about focus. It's about keeping it together and giving it to just the one person. And some of us, I know that these encounters and this luggage comes from even things as random as abuse. It wasn't just that you were looking for pleasure on a Friday night. It, it was that people took advantage of For some people, you have done nothing with your body, but in your mind, my God, you've gone places. You've been to China. This is the challenge, church, with with pornography. Because all those things you have seen, firstly, those people are paid. a I, I, TED talk about how a lot of pornography is actually the The product, the front end we see, the back end is a lot of sexual slavery, drug use. And and so when you're watching, the people look like they're happy. They're climbing chandeliers, they're shouting. You are watching. But the horror behind it all, the depravity behind it all, and just the fact that there are people taking a share of your mind. We're not talking about your body yet. Just a share of your heart and your mind that have no business being there. Someone, you need to feel free to declutter. Someone says, "You know, Pierre, look. Before I got saved, I'd I'd been around." You you need to feel free to go on a fast. Tell this person next to you. Tell them, "I think you have to fast. You have to fast. You need to free yourself from sexual exposure for a season, because our minds can forget. Our minds can forget. Sexual purity, and what I think." I hear God calling us to this new order where it's more than just what we do with our body or uh, what you say you can't do. The, where it's you in your heart? The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. The things which you will do in your body typically are the things which you've permitted, typically experienced in your heart and your mind before. And so, there is a call for us to protect our hearts from, an, from what we call a negatively sexualized culture. There's a call to protect our hearts from undue sexual exposure before and outside of marriage. Look, I said to people, if it is sexually explicit, it is not for you, child of God if it is sexually, expl- so before you watched it, they told you there are naked people inside this film. Naked. Huh? I can stand it. There is sex. That's when your eyes now bright. Would you consider your destiny, sir? Because some of us, God has delivered you from masturbation. Then they tell you there's this new uh, TV series. Woo! Hot, steaming. You hear the people in the office talking about it. And then you yourself. Now download it. Then I say, God, deliver me from masturbation. If it is sexually explicit. I once heard someone say that if your children cannot watch it, then you have to watch it with caution. I doubt that when the men of Sodom were going to Lot's house, that they were, it was a, a it was mob movement. It was collective. There was no time to think it had become normal. But, but I believe that God is calling us to a place of a new desire, hunger for sexual purity. You know, God encourages us to be like children. When you read First Corinthians chapter 14, I think it's verse 20, he says, in the he says, in malice, be as children. He says, in understanding... Be my says, but they're certain things where you have to treat and consider yourself to be a child. My eye cannot see this one. Hmm. What's red porridge? Red porridge, rubbish porridge. Porridge is not even nice porridge. But yours, the flavor that they put on the porridge is sex. I say, what's my bet? Right to me. Okay, a word of encouragement, and and we'll try and wrap this up. Scripture says, when we did the series Fighting Temptations earlier in the year, I said something. The Bible says, Jesus was tempted in all ways, and yet was without sin. And we say, it's the same Jesus who lives in you and in me. Scripture says, he's the one who is at work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Galatians chapter 5, Paul begins to explain that there is a war going on. In every Christian. He says the flesh, the culture, is pulling you in one direction. And there's the spirit of God living within you, trying to create desires that are heaven-minded. Desires that are kingdom-minded. God-respecting, God-fearing, and destiny-preserving. Who would you let? Who would you let? So so Jesus lives within. Do you think? Jesus is a fine dude. Do you think in his day those daughters of Jerusalem were not casting looks at him? Jesus. He didn't come by the house. Jesus, that stool you made for my father is very nice. Can you make tables, Jesus, and other things? Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> you think it's only you they are tempting, it's only you they are rushing. If they were rushing, if they are rushing you, what do you think they did for Jesus? So this young girl says, "Walking, Jesus, we've not seen you." It's <laughs> focused. Focused. Be a prude if you must. When it comes to sexual exposure, <sighs> be like Daniel before you get your license. Eat the fruits and vegetables. When they tell you a new type of sex that you've not heard before, don't even check on Google. Leave it alone. I tell them, I don't know it. And I don't want to know. When you get married, if you and your partner then want to find out what it is, then by all means, as I am now, there are things about sex I still don't know. And I've been honest with you. And I don't want to know. Because sometimes when you hear the thing, it just sounds, uh, sounds painful. They're like, no, it's okay. Why, on top of my own money? Why are they beating me? No, leave it alone. Say <laughs> so they tied him. <laughs> For what? Say <laughs> so they tied the guy. They tied him. Let me try it out. God has set you free. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Ah. <laughs> you better go and talk. Look, okay, my pastor said something yesterday which I thought was very interesting. He says, when you're looking for a job, you go and look for mentors. Uh, this job in you know, mobile or adjust, what should I take? You know, finances you talk to. He said, but when it comes to some of the things that are extremely important, you say, I can handle it. This sex matter, ask people that have gone before you. Ask some, you can't ask some of you if you ask your parents, they will faint. So don't ask them, but ask older people that have gone before you. <laughs> They just tell you this one you're shaky like this. When you get here, it's not like that. Uh, when I was much younger, I, I, I learned something. So, guys, I speak to you quickly. It's called the principle of a second look. Uh, and our bodies, our mind has, they call it gates, or so the eyes, the ears, the you know, our torch. And When your eyes, your ears, sometimes even your nose, picks up what is a potential sexual signal, there's a split second where you make up your mind, should I look at you? You're just driving down the road, and then your eye tells you, bros, two o'clock. And and it it ranges. And guys know what I'm talking about, yeah? And this is not even fine girl. No, there's, no, that's a different signal. Fine girl is a different signal. This is hot hot something, hot girl. <laughs> so Job says something. He says uh, in Job chapter 33 and verse 1, David says, I have made a covenant with my eyes. He said, why should I then look upon a young woman? And, and when you read the message translation, it says, I have made a solemn pact with myself Never to undress a girl with my eyes. A- and so what I learned to do, and it's still something that I practice and learning, okay, is that when I, if my sig- when I get signal, ah, 2 o'clock, ah, hot something. In that split second, I make a decision not to subscribe. Not to subscribe. Not to click, not to go forward. You see the headline so, so, so person bears it all. I can't understand how we then use our hand to click. You you can't carry fire in your hand and be comfortable. God is calling a generation of men who will lead and look the woman that they like in the eyes and say, look, I will not sleep with you. If you like, tear my kaftan. Send me to jail. I will not sleep with you. Because I honor God and I honor you. I say, I say this to the young ladies, uh, the single girls, I've been saying this and I say it clearly. Do not date a man who says to you, uh, I'm a Christian, no? but if you want us to sleep together, game Don't date that guy because his conviction about sexual purity must be his own he must bring it to the table because there will be days when your body will be doing you somehow or your head will not be correct somehow and if he can if he's, if he's just waiting for the day on your timetable say she will come around she will come and then you know on if that guy don't date so uh, what's your position on Uh, premarital sex and sexual exposure. You know God is a God of mercy and grace. Next. He must have a firm conviction in God based on scripture. I will not sleep with you. We can have a discussion. Then we can have a discussion. So you need to be careful about your triggers. But someone says, ah, if, if I don't, what is this? So there's this whole question about, ah, but if you, how do you know something is working if you've not tested it? How do I know he can perform? How do I know she can have children? How do I know that we have chemistry? Does someone say, the first kiss will tell you everything you need to know about a relationship? It's a lie. Some of us know. You've kissed people before. You don't know anything about the relationship. So we need to <laughs> learn to man the gates of our hearts and not follow the crowds to disobey God. The psalmist will say, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Jesus will talk about a room. It says, The spirit has been driven out. The room was clean. But there's a scenario in which the room is vacant and thus becomes attractive for that which oppressed it before to come back. There's a scenario where Lot's wife looks back because the picture of where she is going to is not bright and clear enough. Psalms says, your word have hidden in my heart. I, I, I mean, those who are close to me, I say, look, Guys, set the highest possible standards for yourself when it comes to sexual exposure. So you know the place where you think you have things under control, that's place you get to with a guy or a person. We say find that line, draw it, then take five steps backward. That's where you should be. I mean, for, for, for women, understand when your vulnerable seasons are. Understand when you're most vulnerable. I am not a woman. But I hear that, you know, there are some times in the month when you just feel happy. I've been trying to figure out when that is for my wife so that <laughs> I can be supportive. But <laughs> but I, you need to tell me that. Love a brother, okay? <laughs> but I hear the times when you're happier than normal. that true, yes. So, in fact, I know someone who used to say that she even had a map with dates. So, will you meet that season with scripture and fasting? That is not the season to now go out and then yeah, by 2 a.m. you are dead, you're playing music, you know. where like, you are dancing too, you're dancing. Mm-mm, mm-mm, bad planning, bad planning. You know, and as saying to someone, you know, our houses during the day we don't feel comfortable. You, up, you leave your doors open relatively and when it's dark eh, you start locking, 9 o'clock have you locked the gates, outside don't call back door, everything locked, windows everywhere is locked understand the seasons when you are vulnerable <laughs> um, there's someone in service who has been taking contraceptive pills since 19, you're 23 now I don't believe that you came here by mistake. I believe that God brought you here for deliverance by the power of the Holy Spirit. So you're consistently on pills. Uh, there's somebody who's hurt himself from excessive masturbation, and I, I, today's service, you will be healed. So, so this sexual purity thing, and the redefinition that I believe God is bringing our way today, why is it such a big deal? I'll tell you what I think. Whenever God wants to promote a people, a person, he typically will desire from them a higher level of consecration. In Joshua chapter 3 and verse 5, Joshua will say to the people, sanctify yourselves. He says, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I don't know who it is whose promotion season is on the way, is around the corner, is this week. But God is calling you. He's, so for someone, he's, he's reawakening your conscience. Because God's mercy is not his permission. And There's too many times when we've confused God's mercy for his approval. So God loves everyone. God can use anyone, but I typically say that God will not use anyone for everything. That there are certain things in your life, in God's plan concerning you, that are awaiting your higher level of consecration. Do not let anyone ever teach you grace in a wrong way. I say God's grace covers everything. It doesn't matter where you are going. God's grace... Bible says, when they teach you, watch the outcomes of their life. And when you see it's okay, then you follow them. God, I think it's in 2 Timothy, Paul begins to say, In a house, there are different types of vessels. He says, There are some unto honor, there are some unto dishonor. He says in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 20 In the great house. They are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel to honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Let's land this one. Uh, And, oh, by the way, this week, this week, this is the pattern of the word, This week, some of you will get calls signaling the fact that the devil knows that you heard this message. I just want to prepare you. Bimbo from campus will call you. Charles will text you. Hey, baby. That guy that took your number under suspicious conditions will ring I'm just preparing your heart so that when it comes, you know that you got a word from God. The Bible says, when the word was sown, right, that the thief comes then to steal it. So, it is what are you saying today? Summary is like this. I don't know if we're living in Sodom, <laughs> but it is not new. There's this whole, all this whole, for example, people who debate about homosexuality and God's view on it—I think when you read through that ver- those verses in Genesis, it's hard to—it's hard to tell me you don't see what God says. Does God love us passionately and completely? He does. I, I just sense, and, and this, I sense that God is also. There are people who God is preparing for marriage, and He's saying, "Look." I want to bring this guy or this person to you, right? But would you even make a commitment in your heart? For some of us, the way our hearts are now, eh, if you get into a relationship today, it might not take a month before you start sleeping with a person. Because the way you've programmed your heart, the songs you even use for worship in the morning are not from the church can You wake up in the morning, early in the morning, 6 a.m. I want you, baby. That cannot, how can you be meaning? How, how do you do that to yourself? I mean, they're already pushing us around. Why do you then be the one to take, as if you're, when you wake up in the morning, then you don't bait in petrol? Just pour out petrol on yourself. Then you go out, and then when there's fire, it explodes. I tell the guy next to you, calm down, calm down. Uh, the day here, you tell them, calm down. Even the girls next to you, tell them, calm down. calm down. You can't go into a petrol station with fire and say it will not explode. That's not, that's not faith. So sometimes good intentions are not enough. So sometimes you go into the, when you go, if, you, if someone just, if Samuel runs into this neighboring petrol station and brings out a matchbox and say, I want to light it, but I have faith. I have faith. Two of you are alone in the house. It's 1 a.m playing at Sharon Music, it's raining outside. Your pastor has been calling on the phone, you didn't answer him. There's diesel at the generator. All your flatmates, you told them to go somewhere else. You're alone, she's alone. (sighs) Would you have a discussion with people like Samson? Because Delilah was a fine girl, and she liked him. So today, our discussion is not so much so about what should we do, what should we not do, you know, where should we touch, where should we not touch. It's about God saying, "Church, would you let your heart become a temple for Me? Would you let your sexual purity come from within?" Romans twelve. Paul says, do not be conformed to this world. Okay? it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He says, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. 1 Corinthians 6, I think verse 20, he begins to say, don't you know that you are not your own? Don't you understand that there are things which God wants to do through you and your body? Some of us just because of where we've been in life, right? You should be strict with yourself. I can tell all the guys, yeah, all the guys, if you've ever dealt with masturbation as a single brother, when you go out, as you start dating somebody, eh, tell them you don't even want to kiss. And you will not die, Samuel. You will be all right. let's talk later. I'm serious. I'm serious because I know a friend, Femi, a friend of, so in church when we want to talk about somebody that we all know, like, I know a friend Femi who dealt with masturbation once, conquered it, got into a relationship and all just the, all the fresh love eh, that was happening there took him back to exactly where he used to be. So the demons he thought he had conquered before, eh, you know, the Bible says they come back ten times stronger. They bring their uncle and their grandfather. So, if you've, if, so, I, I'm not, God forbid I'm the one that will tell you that you can kiss in a relationship. It's not in this church. I will never say it. But P.O. did kiss me while we were going out. Before we got married. You kissed me. Ah! me, <laughs> Sweetheart, I love you. John, let's not, let's not quarrel over this matter. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the issue. But I'm saying to you, would you take the, where, where are the people who value God, honor God above pleasure, above people lie to you. Say, uh, Making love all night long is a lie. I'm telling you because they're telling me in the song, oh, making love all night is a lie. It's a lie. And then, b- because as a Christian, the conflict that happens within your heart, the guilt, the condemnation is unnecessary. But Jesus is, is nodding someone. He's saying, enough. Keep the pills. Keep the condoms. There are people today, before you leave church, there are people whose numbers you should delete. And delete your email. I also say, delete their sister's number, their neighbor's number. Block them. Unfollow them. Today, your destiny is bigger than all this. uh, Sometimes, (laughs) I finished my message. I'm waiting for the choir to come. You can tell that I finished my message. (laughs) Because I'll say later that I preach long. I finished since. Sometimes, when the devil packages your temptation, She has long legs. She yellow. Sometimes your temptation comes with beards. And thick neck. Fine guy. As if he's the one that named you. The way he calls you. What are you doing today? It's 10 o'clock in the night. Oh. A bad call. If he's not calling you for a video, that's a bad call. Bad call. Come and sing. Now, We say you're going to be quite a father soon. <laughs> when we sing, so I want us to sing one of those really old songs. Everybody will be calm. Like we hear him or something about consecration. Do you have one? <laughs> take no, Take my life. Let it be. Wait, 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 don't, but don't sing it with ad lib and all those fancy things. No, no, we're not singing a hill song. I want us to... Me. I want us to sing it like a hymn. I want people to be crying. I know, but please, I beg you. I beg you. Can you help me hit the person? I tell them this is about your destiny. Help me explain, are you single? Are you single? Tell them the, the next time you're having sex... Samuel, tell Raleigh for crying out loud. It's about destiny. The next time you're having sex is on your marriage night. Don't tell my wife that, Joy. Jo, Take my life and let it be Because great greater,
0: Lord, too. My goal Take my silver, my goal. Take my silver. Not a mouth would I be told.
1: God says, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. He says, would you open and let us have this discussion together. In the next couple of minutes, uh, it will be a huge privilege to lead us in a prayer this morning, church. Would you ask God to give you grace to be sexually pure? I don't care whether you are married or not married. I don't care whether you've had sex before or not. Would you ask God that the meditations of your heart the actions of your hands, the things that you do, the places that you go, will be such that will please him. I ask you to please approach God with sincerity. I don't care what label they put on you. I don't care where you fell before. He says He is the one who is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good. But would you take a couple of minutes and just pray? Would you just take a couple of minutes and just pray? I know you have all the signs of circumcision on the outside, but God is calling a people who are circumcised in their hearts. For some people, God, the Holy Spirit is refusing to allow you to proceed in the prayer until you make a specific commitment. There's a correction He's been asking you about. There is a name. There's a person. There is a thing. So I'll ask you in this private moment. Forget about the person on your left and on your. I don't care who they are, but it is your life. It is your destiny. It is your life. It is your destiny. It is your birthright that is at stake. It is your walk with God. It is the purpose of God upon your life. There are people whose lives are tied to yours. Ah, Rahasanda Masaraka the mercy of God is in this I don't care who you are even Rahab there was an opening there was a door for her the woman at the well of Samaria had five husbands living with one who was not a husband there was an opening in Jesus for her the woman who was caught in adultery there was an opening in the kingdom for her. I don't care where you've been Would you pray? Would you pray? Would you pray? Would you say, here, God, this is who I am with all my faults, with my past, with my present, with my fears. This is who I am. This is who I am. Would you commit your body? Would you commit your soul? Would you commit your spirit? Someone just needs to let God's love God's mercy flow through their heart, flow through their life. He says, though your sins may be as red as scarlet, He says, the blood of Jesus will wash you white as snow. I don't know who it is, whose you think you've been bound. But Jesus says, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. You've been bound in masturbation. You've been bound in some such of sexual uh, perversion. Would you let God today bring you truth that will break it, will break it. Would you reach out to him? I don't know who that man is in this place who wants to say, Father, I stand and I will be the one who would lead in my relationships. I will be the one who will say we will not have sex before marriage. I will be the one who will say we will not commit adultery. We will not go outside. I don't know who that woman is in this place. We would yield unto God and say, Father, you would use my life to your glory. I will not sleep with another man until I get married. I will not let any man touch me in a way that is sexual until I get married. I will not be a source of offense. I will not bring down another's faith. I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. All over this place, God is leading different people to all sorts of commitment. I don't know who it is. I don't know what he's telling you. I don't know what he's asking you not to watch. I don't know what he's saying not to go to. But would you respond to your maker? It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. He says, I will hear. They will pray. I will hear. Someone has been broken fellowship. You used to be hot. You used to be hot. Passionate. Anointed. But now there is an emptiness. And you know what God has been speaking to you about. E makala barebregedesh, shikaya manakas. E kamamos neya kamala barebregedesh. Ikelebos. Ikelebos. Imahara makama sikelebekelebej. E kabara Katabosh. e kabara bakaraba. Ikeleboz na bakas. Arabashona bakala I would have stepped up to say, let's pray for someone. But this is our prayer. This is a personal prayer today. It's a personal prayer. It's a personal prayer today. It's a personal prayer. If you were alone with God, and you wanted, he said, he's talking to you about this matter. So forget about everyone else. Rahashatara, would you surrender to God? Would you go where He says go? Would you do what He says to you? It might be unpopular. The men of Sodom might want to stone you because of it. They might laugh at you. Could we sing the song I Surrender? rakataba I give eko Holy Ghost we receive the power of the 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 Holy Ghost I give you all of me. I give you all of
0: me. Everything is yours.
1: Church, I feel that God is waiting for someone this Lord's Day. I don't know who you are, and I don't know what it is that holds you. But could we please? For a minute, just pray in the spirit. Could we just pray in the spirit? I, I just feel that God is waiting for some. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. I don't know what someone said to you about you, about your sexuality. I don't know who you are, but He is waiting for you. <laughs> Could we just pray in the spirit? I set the stars and the sun and the moon just to get your attention. He says, I called out the rain on your behalf. I saved you from a thousand deaths. Come on, church. Come on, church. Let's pray the mercy of God. Come on, church. Come on, church. I don't know who it is. Come on, church. Let's pray the mercy of God. Let's pray the mercy of God. Come on, church. Lord let your mercy prevail Lord let your mercy prevail Lord let your mercy. Lord let your mercy prevail Just hold the hand of the person next to you and prophesy over their life. Prophesy over their life. Declare that this is a walking, living temple of our Most High God. Prophesy over their life. Declare that they are not of those who drop back onto perdition. Declare that the spirit of holiness. He, he lives within us. Come on. Look, there is someone. It's a picture of a dog. I don't know what that means. I don't know if someone called you that. I don't know if you had an experience with a dog. But God says, I just want you to know that I know you and I called you. Just pray for that person. Just pray for that person. Uh, Follow me, it's an old song. <laughs> it's an old song. It? it says, you touched my life with your hands. My, my life, life changed. He touched my life with his hands. My, my life, life became a new one. I Jehovah my life with his
0: hands, my life changed. Yeah. It's hard much much. it's hard
1: Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be called your children. We thank you for freedom in this house. We thank you because we belong to you. Thank you for promotion season uh, starts now. We give you all thanks. God's push the a big amen. Thank you guys. God bless you and have a beautiful week. Let's welcome Shalalawa.
0: Jesus, I wanted to do it better. If you're clapping for Jesus, I wanted to do it better. Amen. How many of you are blessed by the how many of you are already blessed? I'm already blessed. I thank God for today. I thank God I didn't miss today's service. Hallelujah. If you're worshiping for today for the first time, if today is your first time, fourth Sunday in